Bi-weekly talk show podcast on the solo careers of the Beatles that we call Talk More Talk, a solo Beatles video cast. I'm Ken Michaels. I'm one of the four regular co-hosts of the show. And I do hope you are familiar with my syndicated Beatles radio program that I've been doing for over 40 years called Every Little Thing. I also do another podcast show on the Beatles called Things We Said Today with Darren DeVivo and Alan Cozen. And I have my own YouTube channel, Ken Michaels Radio, which is loaded with all kinds of Beatles content, plus my website, KenMichaelsRadio.com as well. I'm being joined by my three regulars, and by now, these should all just be household names to you. We have Kate O'Toole, the queen of Beatles social media. You know her for several books that she's put out. <laughs> Songs we were singing, guided tours of the Beatles' lesser known tracks. Michael Jackson, FAQ, all that's left to know about the King of Pop. Also, Fandom and the Beatles, which she collaborated on with our good friend Ken Womack. And she's also the co host of another Beatles podcast. We all have several different shows. And uh, <laughs> she's got one called Toppermost of the Poppermost. Welcome, Kit. Thank you so much, Ken. And good to be with you all again. And hello, everyone who's watching. And uh, it's going to be a fun show tonight. It's always a fun show. Indeed. I'm with you guys. It's always yeah. fun. Absolutely. We're gonna have How could it be otherwise with a yep. hostess such as you? <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Nothing <laughs> like another Honeymooners reference there. We also have Tom Piotti with Wait, her. what? <laughs> Honeymooners reference? On Talk More Talk? That's what? for you, Gary Wilbur. <laughs> <laughs> we might slip in a few more for you, Gary. No. <laughs> Tom, Tom is known for his other podcast show, which he co-hosts with Andy Nichols, Two Legs, a Paul McCartney podcast. It's all about Paul. Paul, Paul, and nothing but Paul. Wall-to-wall -wall Paul <laughs> on Two Legs. Wall-to-wall -wall Paul. Now that, my friend, is uh, maybe a good title for a Paul McCartney podcast. Wall-to-wall -wall Paul. Okay. You heard it here first, but I got to get yeah. some people for that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hello, hello, Ken, Kit, Joe. It's uh, fun to be back, and 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 week in uh, two weeks in a row, um, we're yeah. uh, breaking our uh, bi-monthly uh, tradition here. And uh, just because this is a fresh new release, uh, we thought the sooner the better. Yeah, totally. If we have something to celebrate, like a brand new release, chances are we'll try to get a show on quicker. Yeah. And that's really <laughs> what we're doing now. And of course, we've got. Joe Mayo with us, known for his own YouTube channel, Mean Mr. Mayo. Lots of Beatles shows. Anytime there's anything in the news, he's right on there. And uh, all kinds of shows he does on the Beatles. And uh, welcome, Joe. 
Hello, welcome, uh, Joe, and I also thank you. <laughs> that was a mistake. Hello, Ken. Thank you. Hello, Tom. Hello, Kit. Sorry, I'll be all right. <laughs> uh, I tell you, last week I was in rough shape, but this week I'm uh, <laughs> still yeah. in rough shape. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you. tonight. <laughs> I had a friend who could recite every Rodney Dangerfield joke. Oh, I can. Uh, Tom can. Uh, I think we can. No, I can't. <laughs> so as we were saying a few moments ago we are celebrating the release of this baby right here it came out last friday october 13th on cd <laughs> it's also on 10 inch vinyl and on cassette as well it's ringo's fourth ep called rewind forward four new songs from ringo and we're going to be talking about those four songs in just a few moments to get your thoughts on this and what your general impression is after these last few years of Ringo continuously putting out EPs. I'm just glad, Ken, it wasn't called EP4. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> I agree. You never know in the future. You could have EP6 for all you know. EP33, you know, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, before we get to talking about Ringo's new EP. We have the latest Beatle news. And since this is our first show in only a week, this is a slim <laughs> choice of news here. But uh, this is going to be one of our shortest newscasts. But uh, this Friday sees the official release of Danny Harrison's new album, which I didn't bring up on the last show, unfortunately. Sorry about that. Danny's new album is called Inner Standing, which comes out digitally. And there'll be a two LP neon yellow vinyl edition, but that's not due out until February 9th. You can find a new album trailer for the album on YouTube. And on one of his dad's posts, a fan wrote in asking for a Cloud9 box set. And Danny responded by saying, I know we're getting there. Thank you for your patience. Well, it just tells you that you know that the Harrison camp is working on right. something from the archives. It's just, it's reassuring to know just to hear that every once in a while because you don't hear it so long. Yeah. Early takes volume two. <laughs> yes. You know, where's that? Yes, I want that. You know, I, I did say um, a few years ago, Giles Martin gave an interview and he said he worked on volume two of early takes, but we don't know whatever happened. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, so this Friday, we have Danny Harrison's new album. We also have the release of the Rolling Stones new album, Hackney Diamonds, which will have one track with Paul McCartney on it on bass called Bite Your Head Off. And we also heard that Paul apparently was on another song for the Stones that he played bass on. Right. On their follow up album. Mm. But we'll be hearing. I'm sure a lot of this stuff you'll find on YouTube. You could probably listen to Bite Your Head Off this Friday, um, just like you can listen to all four of Ringo's new songs on YouTube right now. Um, this was a, a news item that came up a few days ago. How would you like to purchase Paul McCartney's legendary double-decker 1972 tour bus, which he and his band Wings took across Europe in the 70s? It'll be going under the gavel at Julian's auctions next month, <laughs> and it's expected to fetch between $200,000 and $300,000. Wow. Hmm? I said, wow. Okay. I thought it'd be more than that. I did too, actually. I think that's kind of low. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. So I, I think if the four of us and everybody watching right now, I think if we all went in on it, sold. 
Yeah. We'll we, have can have, we could have our yeah, we could have our own magical mystery tour with it or something like that. Oh, you know, awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Invite any Sywell. Mm-hmm. Invite any Lane. There you go. There you go. Awesome. Um, the Rob report is saying that the bus is known for its psychedelic exterior, reflecting the colorful hippie style and free love attitudes of the era. Paul and his bandmates, Denny Lane, Henry McCullough, and Denny Sywell used this bus to embark on their first tour uh, in the summer of 1972. The bus carried them and their families more than 7,500 miles across nine European countries. The weathered bus was discovered a few years ago in Spain and was brought back to the UK. It has been meticulously restored at a workshop in Essex. The bus still features bunk beds, as it did back then. And it has an original trunk that Denny Sywell donated. The upper deck, which was once home to beanbags, mattresses, and a playpen for the children, now folds down to become a mobile stage. Now, this auction will take place at the Hard Rock Cafe in Nashville, Tennessee, November 16th through the 18th. The name of this auction is Julian's Played, Worn, and Torn, Rock and Roll Iconic Guitars and Memorabilia. Julian's and the Hard Rock Cafe also offered a special contest. This was such a cool idea. To take a ticket to ride on the bus through stops in London with Frida Kelly as the tour guide. Oh, fun. Cool. So that's interesting. So the, the auction is taking place in Tennessee, but then yet the bus is still in, in, in the UK. It's in the UK. Uh, they're going to be hitting Paul McCartney and Beatles landmark sites. But unfortunately, I hate to tell you, folks, this contest ended on Friday. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, wah, wah. We're, just, we're finding out about it a few days before it happens. Wow. Um, on March the 18th of 1973, Paul and Wings became the first band to perform at the Hot Rock Cafe, Old Park Cafe in London. And this private tour's first stop will be at the Hard Rock Cafe and Piccadilly Circus, where they will pick up the winners. The ride is supposed to happen tomorrow. I envy all those fans that get to hang out with Frida Kelly for that time. Yeah. Frida, oh, don't let, let me down tomorrow. Yep. Good old Frida. <laughs> oh, how fun is that? So, so yeah. You know, there's a lot of great pictures. There's a lot of great pictures out there with, with Paul, the band, and, and, and that bus. Um, so you can Google you know, the bus and wings, and you, you can see all these great, great pictures with them, you know, surrounding the bus or in the bus or on top of the bus, you name it. <laughs> you find the pictures out there. You know, yeah. have uh, Paul, Linda, and the kids, you know, accompany them on the tour. Yeah. Also, you may know that May Pang's new documentary, The Lost Weekend, A Love Affair, was just released digitally and on Blu-ray. That was also last Friday. Um, the George Harrison Tribute, formerly known as Harry Fest, will be running this Saturday at White's in Westport, Massachusetts. I will be there to conduct a conversation about George Harrison's solo career. I'll also be there with Boston radio legend Chachi LaPrette. We're going to be hanging out together talking about George's solo career and hanging out with the folks. That's this Saturday, again, uh, at White's in Westport, Massachusetts. Beatles on the Beach Festival. There'll be another one in Delray Beach, Florida. That takes place January the 24th through the 28th. The main headliner is Cheap Trick. 
for this. Oh. If you want more information about this, you can go to beetlesonthebeach.com. Mm -hmm. All right. Also, uh, we should take note that Ken Womack's new book, the first of two on Mal Evans called Living the Beatles Legend, the untold story of Mal Evans comes out November the 14th. And we are hoping to have Ken on the show to talk about it. And you've got some special news yourself to tell about Ken and the book. Yes, indeed. Uh, he is going to be along, uh, I believe, with Gary Evans, who is Mal Evans' son, uh, is going to be, uh, they're going to appear at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on uh, November 17th. I know that because I'm going to be there. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be seeing them there. Um, the details are not out yet about how to buy tickets and so forth that will be coming out soon. Um, as soon as we know, uh, I will post the information on our Talk More Talk Facebook page. Um, but uh, very exciting, really looking forward to seeing it. I assume he will be uh, selling books, signing books there. Um, so, uh, so I hope to uh, see you there. And uh, so, as I said, as soon as we have all the information, I will definitely post all the details on our page and we'll and hopefully we'll be doing a show before then. So we will also announce more details uh, on this show. Okay. That is great news to hear. Okay. Congratulations to Ken and Gary. Yes, indeed. Uh, that big event there. Mm -hmm. And finally, we note the passing of Rudolph Isley, one of the founding members of the Isley Brothers. Beatle fans, of course, know the Isley Brothers for their recording of Twist and Shout. They also recorded the song Shout, let us not forget that, which the Beatles covered on the TV special Around the Beatles. Other hits for them included This Old Heart of Mine, It's Your Thing, and Fight the Power. Okay, and uh, Rudolph passed away on October the 11th. He was 84. All right. Wow. This was a rough week for passings. I mean, a lot of Suzanne, you know, Susan Summers. Mark Goddard um, lost in space. Yeah, lost in space. Uh, actress Piper Laurie, who was in um, Carrie in uh, The Hustler. Uh, so a lot of, uh, lot of past. And wasn't the, um, the, uh, the head of Apple there from 69 to 71? Didn't he just pass away recently as well? Yes. I forgot uh, the name. I forgot I the forget name. I forgot the name too. Somebody will know in the comments. Okay. Uh, yes. Let us know. Surprise yes. Okay. Yes, somebody. Mm -hmm. uh, let us know. Yes, let us know in the yeah. comments because yep, the name is escaping me too. Uh, yes, passed from uh, Lewy body mm -hmm. dementia, I believe, it was terrible. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, but yes, he passed away recently. I know somebody will will say the name in the comments. Um, yes. But, uh, um, and I just want to mention about uh, Rudolph Isley uh, that uh, just add that you know just uh, terrible and um, you know just. Uh, definitely look into not only of course their 60s work but i mean there's so many wonderful songs in uh 70s and into the 80s uh as well i'm a big fan of theirs and and just uh you know terrible to hear uh hear the news jack oliver jack is oliver. Uh, yes mm -hmm. yeah. thank you Beatle fan then, years ago i think mm -hmm. yeah hmm. yes and then um the uh the got back tour continues uh this week uh, in Australia, and um, hopefully we'll be talking to um, uh, Joan Borelli, who was there, uh, who we've had on before, uh, and she's going to give us the the rundown on the show on a future episode of Two Lakes. 
she does a lot of traveling, doesn't she? <laughs> she does. She does. At the end of the show. <laughs> yes, that's coming up. All right. So that was a long news. You said it was a short news. Yeah. That was a lengthy news. It was a lengthy news. Well, I do like them short, don't you, John? <laughs> I like a short cookie, Bert. You do make them short. <laughs> so our topic on the show tonight <laughs> is this EP from Ringo. And mm. uh, as most of Ringo's EPs have been, four songs, except the first one, which was five. Um, this one has a song co-written by Steve Lukather, one song given from Paul McCartney, a song that he co-wrote with Bruce Sugar, and a song that Mike Campbell, known for his years with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, gave to Ringo. So before we start talking about the music on here, I just want to get you guys' uh, feelings about, well, this is now four EPs in. In the very beginning, it was a, a new idea. Well, EPs have been around for a long time. But for Ringo to do this, he's kept at it. He hasn't gone back to the LP format. Does this still excite you? How do you feel about this, this format still? Do you like the fact that, you know, on the one hand, you kind of wish you got a full album's worth, but here it's almost like you don't have to wait too long before the next EP is out. So there's always new music coming out more frequently. So there's the benefit of that. But how do you feel about the, the EP format in general uh, since we've now been through this for a few years? Kit, why don't we start with you? Well, I, I you know, I'm torn about it. On the one hand, I it is fun to to have more frequent releases by Ringo. I mean, you know, that's always a good thing. Um, on the other hand, you know, it is a little frustrating to have just you know four songs, um, you know, on each release, and I sometimes wonder if he had you know, to do a full album as he used to do, if maybe the, you know, well, we'll, we'll get to this in a minute, but if the, the quality would be a little more consistent, but I don't know. I think maybe the frequency of the releases balances it out because it is fun mm -hmm. to, to have, to look forward to these releases more frequently because otherwise we'd have to wait what, you know, five years or whatever it's been. And well, or I don't know about sure. that. Five years. I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's been ever like pretty much every other year. Every other year, he's been putting a stuff out prior or, to what or two a year or something. Almost. Really? Crazy. God, it seems long. It seemed like it was well, longer than that. Like from from the from why not on? It's been kind of like every other year. Every other year? Oh wow, it seemed longer than that. But uh, but yeah, but of course with this, it's been every year, and uh, and so it's you know that's been kind of a treat to uh, to get that. Um, you know, is it less? Of course, so, you know you only get about four songs per per release, and some people complain about not enough bang for the buck. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and there's you know I I get it to to a point but uh but as i said it is kind of nice to look forward to this every year like oh it's fall or you know whenever it's oh we're gonna get another ringo drop you know it's it's kind of fun so so despite the kind of uh you know varying quality um i do enjoy getting this yearly you know yearly treat so, yeah recall yeah. saying when we first heard about Ringo doing this um I thought from a business point of view it's kind of brilliant 
Yeah. Because he puts mm. that in AP, he can give interviews, and then he gets press. And every time that he tours, and sometimes he'll tour, he'll have two tours in a year that last four or five weeks. So he can give interviews for that or tie it all together. So there's a lot more attention given to Ringo this way instead yeah. of waiting once every two years for the next album. Although he still would give interviews when he tours anyway. But still, he's got a lot to talk about. And he's in the news more often for that for that reason. Keeps his name out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Um, how about you? So there's a message from Joanne here. Really? Uh, yeah, gentlemen, your fans are asking you to stand up and model your shirts. <laughs> <laughs> they want to see the shirts. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't put my Ringo one. On it's the best Sorry, I could do. <laughs> but you've always got well, to have it, one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like Kit said, they they are fun. Um, and Ken, I mean, you're you're right. As a as a for, for business wise, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's keeping his name out there, right? I mean, it's we're not waiting, you know, we're not forgetting about Ringo for for a year and a half or so. I mean, he's putting been putting these consistently out, and then he's already got the the next one done, right? Which is, I think, the country one, and then he's gonna and he's already talking of an of another one after that. So, so yeah, I mean, his name is out there now. Ken, last time and, and Joe, last time you saw him, was he? Does he sell his his CDs at uh, at his concerts? I didn't see them there. I, no, I, I don't remember that. Yeah, because I, I I think that would be a good thing too. Um, yeah. you know, people are there, right? They're just seeing him. Maybe he can mention, hey, I got a new EP out. It's at the merch, uh, the merch uh, tent or wherever it is. And, and you know, maybe he can boost sales that way, too. I mean, if he's not going to play the song, uh, you know, a new song live from these EPs, he's got to, you know, do something to um, uh, to promote, you know, well, whether it's interviews, like you said, you know, he's doing a lot of interviews, but then he can also say something during his uh, his shows as well, if he hasn't. So, I mean, unfortunately, I wasn't able to see uh Ringo this the this this year but anyways they're fun would I prefer a regular album or a full length LP instead of a you know an, an extended play <laughs> or whatever um yeah sure but yeah it's 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 fun to get the new music out that's what we want whether it's uh, an LP or an EP just you know keep in and hopefully we'll like them right <laughs> I mean it's uh um that's the fun of it I mean it's it's fun to have it but it's even better if we like the material he's putting out as well oh that's far more important than anything else is the yeah. quality of the material yeah. but right, exactly. I've noticed in in recent years that he hasn't had his his CDs or EPs there for yeah. sale yeah, yeah. right and, uh, that's really a shame and, and that's a shame for opportunity yeah. Right. I mean, it's a shame because I would, you know, like people know, I mean, I've, I've worked a lot of concerts. I've gone to a lot of concerts and I usually would go to the merch and, and a lot of acts do sell, sell their, their, whether they're, their the LPs or the CDs. Uh, people do do that now these days. So I think it would benefit Ringo as well. Yeah. Well, mainly the t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're great. I love all yeah. that. Stuff. Mm -hmm. Same thing. Right. With you know, mm -hmm. I'm not sure that his more recent albums have been available at his concerts. Yeah, that I don't remember as well. But um, anyways. Yeah. Joe, how do you feel about the EP format? Well, generally speaking, as a record collector, I really like 10-inch records. You know, it's a novelty. I kind of like it as a collector. And it's cool having Ringo with the miniature-sized 10-inch cover. You know, I like that. 
Um, I don't know. We have to look at the dates. I mean, I, it seems to me that Ringo has come out with these EPs a little faster. It seems to me. I, I don't know. The first one was. Did we get the first one in 2020 or 2021? Uh, I don't remember. But zoom in. I have zoom in right here. I think I have that in my notes. The previous yeah, song. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean to waste time with this, but uh, I'm going to 2021. We yeah. got zoom in in 2021. 2021. There you go. Yeah, it just okay. so in two years, we got four, right? And the thing is, um, now he's got the other one, the country one is presumably the, the songs are recorded, they're ready, everything's ready, and he's probably gonna put he's not gonna wait till next October to put out the next EP. So what I'm trying to say is, although I know what Ringo's doing, and I'll take Ringo music as long as he's doing music, I don't care, I'll take it as I can get it. Mm -hmm. But I'm starting to think now, well. You know, you got enough for an album, you know. I mean, at first he, he was saying, oh, I like to do EPs, just do a few at a time, like four at a time, and that's it, and put it out, you know, instead of a whole album. Meanwhile, you got a whole album, though, Ringo, I think, and it's uh, you're kind of like putting them uh, multiple EPs instead of one with 14 tracks or whatever it is, 13, 14 tracks. Mm -hmm. But also at the same time, if he's going to do a thing like a theme EP, like the country one is going to be just all country. That excites me. Mm -hmm. I'm ex everybody's been waiting for a country album from Ringo right. for a long time. Yeah. And, and if we can get a country EP, I'll take that. Mm. So I'm a mixed feelings about it. I like the EPs. Like Kit said, it's so it's cool to get these things as, to have quickly. Um, but they almost think he's got enough that he can actually, you know, hold off and put them all on one disc sometimes so i'm a mixed feeling i'll take it any way i can get it yep i'm kind of with you on just about everything you said there joe but i also know that when this whole thing started it was around the time of covid yeah and, uh that was part of the reason why he did an ep because he couldn't get a lot of people in the same room with him you know a lot of people would send him files and uh some of the music was recorded that way and I'm sure that every now and then he'd have a friend of his that lived locally who would be in the studio with him. But it wasn't like, uh, you know, a whole bunch of musicians all crowded in one room. And, you know, I'm curious to find out with a lot of the, re the recordings he's doing now, like in the case of Paul, the song that Paul wrote, he sent him his files. He wasn't in the studio with him. Right. But then they added other musicians onto that song, too. So. You know, there's so many different ways of recording these songs, but in the very beginning, it was out of necessity in a way that he couldn't have so many people in the same room with him. But at the same time, if you only have to worry about recording four songs, it kind of makes it easy to have a theme like a country EP. Mm -hmm. You know, right. so there are benefits in this. I sure would prefer having a full album's worth of material any day. But like you said, Joe, I'll take Ringo music any way I can get it. And, that's the main thing yeah um whether it's an album or an ep it's still new and anything new is an event for me and four mm -hmm. new songs i'll take any day you know mm -hmm. as i've said so many times he doesn't have to do this anymore mm -hmm. he does it because he loves it and every time you watch an interview with ringo he's so positive he's so upbeat he's so happy to be doing what he's doing recording this music and going out and touring and it's completely believable he loves doing what he does in life making music and going out and performing so that alone to me is reason enough to celebrate 
So why don't we uh, get talking about the individual songs? The first one is a song that was co-written by Steve Lukather um, with Joe Williams, who was an early member of Toto. And he's been writing with, with Steve on several of the songs. There always seems to be a Steve Lukather song. <laughs> in the, yep. um, and that's called Shadows on the Wall. Pretty interesting in a way. I just want to say before I get everyone else's opinion that um, one thing that I found just a little bit surprising about the, the four songs here is that, you know, we've talked a lot about everything with Ringo being peace and love and positive and having a great attitude. It's a couple songs on here that have really nothing to do with that. And Shadows on the Wall is one of them. So, um, Kate, do you want to talk about Shadows on the Wall first? Sure. Um... Well, first of all, now, and a couple of people have been mentioning this in, in the comments, and, uh, and I will echo uh, a, a bit of that, that, and this song was no exception. Um, the effects on Ringo's vocals were definitely more prominent on this album. I mean, some of the other albums he's done recently, I thought, eh, I didn't really notice them too much. This one I did. Uh, you know, I, I think the Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't know, auto-tune or, or however you want to, you know, phrase it, but the, the processing was definitely, in my view, more evident here. Um, mm. And uh, I really hope on the country album uh, that they back off on it, because I it, it was a distraction for me. I, I didn't like it. Um, and, you know, I don't, you know, I don't think any of us expect Ringo's voice to be perfect or or anything. I mean, he's always, you know, it's Ringo's voice, you know. I mean, it's not supposed to be a, a flawless kind of voice, and and you know that I I really, you know, just did not like the the studio effects on his voice on on this album. Um, as far as the song goes, um, I thought it was okay. I like the main guitar riff; uh, that was very catchy. Uh, the you know, and the la 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 uh, backing vocal riff, uh, you know, that was catchy. Um, I just wasn't the, the the lyrics, and I love Steve Lukather. He wrote the foreword to my Michael Jackson book. I love Steve. Love you, Steve. But uh, the yeah, I was like, be careful, be careful yeah, here. <laughs> I love you. I love you, Steve. I really do. But the um, the lyrics, I just felt. I don't know. We're just. I mean, I agree with you, Ken, that it was a, a nice departure from mm -hmm. the peace and love thing. You know, I, I agree with that. But otherwise, I just thought that the, the lyrics were just a little cliched. I, I just didn't really, this one just didn't grab me very much. It was okay. I didn't dislike it. Um, but I just, you know, I just didn't think it was that memorable a song just for me. Mm. So, yeah, this wasn't a real standout. I just want to read some of the lyrics of the song. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I thought it was an interesting idea. I see faces on the highway. I don't hear a word that they say. Somewhere that I know, dead on the road, where the roses grow so tall, high and low, we come and go like shadows on the wall. I wonder if the faces see me. I've seen everything you could see. So this whole idea of driving on the highway and seeing shadows on the side and wondering if they see you, you know, it's kind of that's something that's kind of different. Yeah. Uh, at least certainly in Ringo's catalog. Yes, and I agree. I mean, it was a good departure. It was a nice departure from the piece of love stuff. I, I agree with that. But 
I don't know. It just, it, I didn't hate it. You know, I didn't dislike it. It was fine. I just, you know, it just didn't really, I just didn't find it memorable. You know, that's all. But again, great guitar riff. It was, you know, that part I thought was very catchy. But other than that, okay. You know. All right, Tom, what are your thoughts on Shadows on the Wall? Uh, a little, a little like Kit. You know, I, I, I travel a lot. So I was, you know, when I was first hearing the song and, you know, listening to the lyrics and, I, you know, I, I was kind of hoping that I would, uh, you know, like this one a little bit more than I do. I mean, I, I just, I see faces on the highway. I can't hear a word that they say. I, I, to me, this might be my least favorite of the Lukather penned uh, tracks that we've gotten these, uh, these last four EPs. Um, but again, I kind of like the effect on his, on his uh, solo. It kind of feels like it's coming from a distance. I kind of, I, I like that a little bit. And um, at least that's what what I heard. But um, but yeah, unfortunately, this one wasn't as, as strong as I was hoping for. But again, you know, it's great that, you know, the, the departure from the whole peace and love thing. Um, but I just thought that this was kind of like a, a mid tier, you know, Ringo track that um, was just a, you know, a, you know, a standard, you know, rock and roll song. And um, but I, I but the musically, I, I dug it lyrically it just wasn't wasn't for me unfortunately yeah agreed right joe um i don't have much to say about it really to me it's my least favorite of of the of the four it didn't do it for me i don't care for the la 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 la's in this song i mean there may be other songs where i like la la la's i know in ringo's last ep i like yeah 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 (laughs) that's completely different that's no accounting right. for taste. Who knows? Who knows why? But to me, it didn't sound. My first impression was, oh, it's, it sounds typical of what we've been hearing from Ringo lately. It didn't sound that different. Um, guitar was was okay. Again, if every time we discuss a Ringo album, and I feel I've been doing this before. Talk more talk. Uh, before I joined uh, in twenty, I think it was fifteen with postcards from Paradise. I don't hear the auto tune, <laughs> and in a way, I'm glad I don't. You know, I, every time I talk, I'm like, "Let me hear, let me listen to this." Maybe if I really listened carefully, um, I would hear it. Sometimes I think Ringo's voice might be a little too in the back, yeah. a little. I look, I'm a little more maybe up front sounding, and some sometimes, um, yeah. But this, well, this one just did didn't do much for me, and. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I again. I wish I could say, yeah, everybody. I hear what you're talking about those enhanced vocals, or maybe I don't want to. You know, I'm glad I don't want to. I see the same thing every time. I, I first heard about it like in, around postcards from paradise. Everybody was discussing it, and every time a Ringo uh, item comes out, they they mention it. Somebody does, and I just don't pick up on it. Really, it's not that blatant enough, I guess, to me. Mm. You know, um, I will. Yeah, I will. I would like to add the the. But I feel like, which is a benefit on this on this one. I feel like his vocals are more upfront than they have been on past uh, EPs and and LPs. Uh, for me, for my ears, so I kind of I I dig that a little bit more um, than than his past um, EPs. So I thought that was really good about Ooh. these these four tracks. It shows you how people hear things differently then. Yeah, yeah. See, see, for me, the effects on his voice yeah. just, just absolutely stood out. Well, I'm not talk, necessarily me. talking about the no, effects. I, know what you I mean. just think that yeah, his the, voices the were brought up, brought, yeah, his vocals were brought up more in the mix. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. no, I, say, I know what you're saying. 
yeah on certain songs i would agree with you mm -hmm. you know i think shadows on the wall definitely there mm -hmm. are times when i really feel not just here but on previous eps and lps that his vocals are not as upfront as they should be mm -hmm. right i'm mm -hmm. very big on all artists i want their vocals to be upfront. Uh, i have excellent ears wink 55 my eyes are going but my ears perfect <laughs> And, you know, um, I thought I had great ears because on a lot of contemporary music, especially what's on contemporary hit radio, a lot of R&B, a lot of today's country music, I hear auto-tune loud and clear. Yeah. I don't really hear it as much with Ringo. Certainly, listen to money. <laughs> oh, well, that. Yeah. Well, that's ears. different. Yeah, that, you get your ears that, cleaned out. That was, that was part <laughs> right. of the uh, deliberate effect. That was intentional but, uh, to make it over the top. Yeah. Well, anyway, but uh, I don't really notice it on this EP. But um, Shadows on the Wall is probably my least favorite of the four, but I still like it a lot. I love the guitar playing, the repeated guitar riff yeah. that Steve Lukather does and the other lead guitar work that he does. Um, he's such he's such a powerhouse. And you know that when you see him live with Ringo or if you've ever seen him live at all with Toto or anybody else. Um, it's a decent song, um, and I do like Ringo's vocals on it. I don't really see a need for auto tune with Ringo when most of the time he sings in a in a lower key. I think his his, his vocal range. I think he tries to shoot for something lower than he did before, and that's fine if he's comfortable doing that. That's what he should do. But I don't really hear the auto tune, but I still like the song. Um, let's move on to the second one which is the one that Paul McCartney gave to Ringo called Feeling the Sunlight. Let's go backwards this time and start with Joe. Okay, thank you. Well, I love this song. It's my favorite song on it. I, the first time I heard it, fell in love with it right away. You know, nothing uh, great, but it, it, it fits Ringo so well. I saw a little a bit of an interview with Ringo where he was talking about how uh, he, he asked Paul, write me a song or something and he sent over the song but on the work demo or tape whatnot he said that the the drums were already on he said well we have to we have to take those off you know he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna do his own drums but that's what he mentioned in an interview that i saw but uh, right away I, I mean i liked it i liked it more when i heard it another couple of times um you know the, the lyrics aren't anything uh deep and they don't have to be for a song like that. But I find that when you're liking a song, it doesn't matter what it is. You know, who cares about lyrics? If you're going to criticize a song, oh, the lyrics, they, they could have been better. Hmm. But uh, it's typical, Paul. I'm, I'm amazed. Uh, we all are always amazed. This man, Paul, he's 81 years old. How many songs has he put out and written? Uh, hundreds of songs, whatever it is. And still he could have earworms. It's amazing. Like, Paul, you continue to do that, and it's in my head, and I can't get it out of my head. The chorus there and everything. Uh, after the first time, he still has that gift, mm -hmm. and it's a real gift. And to me, I, I was calling it like a, a modern cousin of Good Day Sunshine. Like, you know, the way you said again about it, I just get the feeling, you know, just forget your cares and, uh, you know, uh, the sun is out and all that. So that's what I get out of it. It's a positive song. And it, it, it's a good feeling. I've had some people uh, that talk to me on my, on my comments on my channel saying 
they didn't like the uh, line about it just goes to show uh, sometimes you just don't care to sometimes something like that you just uh, uh, admit, that you admit that you just don't care and i think one person said uh whose name shall go nameless he, he said it shows paul didn't care about the lyrics yeah he doesn't care i'm like no it means who cares not a care i take it as not a care in the world you just don't care let it go enjoy right. yourself so anyway i i could go on you know paul paul sings along right he's in there but i would Wish it was a he was a little more prominent, but I'm just glad that Paul's on it too, singing it. But uh, I really enjoy the track. Very good, Thomas. Hands down, the best <laughs> uh, best song on the EP. And um, hey, listen, I mean, <laughs> and I well, my my hopes weren't that high for this to be honest with you. I'm just like, okay, he's given Ringo a song. Great. I was not expecting anything. But when you're hearing the song right away, you are just, you know, bopping your head. It's again, like Joe said, it's a very positive song in in my opinion. Uh I, you know, lyrically, it's it's not much, but musically it's everything. I mean, it's just a feel good track that i expect you know to hear from <laughs> from paul musically again lyrically you know we can we can debate uh you know his silly you know mean nothing or positives you know whatever songs you want to call them but this is a fun track i you know i love everything about it the melody is great the playing's great and i you know i'm fine with just hearing sunshine or i'm sorry sunlight uh from paul and the backing vocals that's fine uh for me but but musically i i, I think everything is here i mean I, I would consider this just under six o'clock and way above uh, attention uh in pure gold <laughs> you know? yeah, so, but, uh, that's why you said <laughs> how about private property where do you put private property <laughs> oh um <laughs> maybe on the same level as as as, as this track but but yeah i i do like the um sometimes it's a good good to admit that you just don't care i mean yeah. you know it's a carefree world right just you know, live you sometimes live your life carefree and um you know and then not don't let the 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 the, the small stuff or or the drama that's bother me that's you. me Just, tom you know, yeah yeah that's me i know i know joe <laughs> <laughs> but but really though this is i mean you know and i can hear the auto tune i think in, in ringo's voice on on this one and but but it's fine it, it that's it doesn't bother me one bit um because again it, it's just a, a, such a well-crafted uh track in my opinion um but yeah it's 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 great it's really good really great really great find it tough to add to what you guys are saying but anyway Kit. <laughs> yeah it's better than pure gold i'll i'll, I'll absolutely give you that. <laughs> well, i like pure gold <laughs> pure gold yeah <laughs> um attention yeah. though eh? Yeah, I don't know if I'd say it's better than attention. Um, it's it's uh, you know I boy when the bass kicked in at the beginning, mm. it's like there's Paul. <laughs> I yeah. love the bass on this. Um, I agree, Joe. I wish Paul's backing vocals had been a little bit, you know, more prominent in the mix because you can hear it, but you have to listen, you know, pretty carefully. 
um yeah the lyrics uh yeah they're not i mean i don't agree with what whoever said that on, on your channel joe about when he said you know sometimes you just don't care no he wasn't talking about the <laughs> well, break i mean you know yeah. like i think we all know what he meant it's yeah, yeah. You, don't, you don't have a care in the world and he mm. doesn't you know right. give, give me a break um but um yeah i mean I, this was another one where i mean i i think it was a good fit for ringo and that it was you know upbeat um and positive and it does sound like it, it, this almost sounded like something that paul could have done on new or something i mean it's just for some reason when i heard yeah. this, it sounded like something uh, like an outtake right. from new i mean it, yeah. just, it, it really did um but um yeah, I mean, it was it was good. I, it wasn't my favorite track from the album. We'll be getting to that in a couple of minutes. But um, but it uh, you know it it fit Ringo well. Um, but you know, is this one of the best things Paul has written? No, uh, in my opinion, no. Um, and it's not the best thing that they've done together. Um, but uh, but it was pleasant. I mean, you know, it was a pleasant song. But I I was I wasn't quite as excited about it as as you mm. guys i just thought you know and yes ringo's processed vocals stood out for me again on this i mean because they are so prominent in the mix um that i yeah. just kept thinking oh come on you know stop <laughs> you know i want to hear his natural and, and, voice right and you know that his peace and love is an ad-lib because yes. it's not in the lyrics it's yeah. oh yes yes paul yes. would not have written that <laughs> that would ordinarily that would ordinarily annoy me no, no end him doing mm -hmm. that but for some reason i liked mm -hmm. it in that song yeah i mean it fit the, it fit the positive vibe right you know, and he was did. like yes. you know yeah. you know just really going all out on his image it's mm -hmm. like yeah, here i am with mm -hmm. my peace and love peace yeah. and love mm -hmm. so it was like he was like overdoing it for himself yep. for his exactly. own exactly but but love the bass as soon as i heard the bass i'm like oh <laughs> there he is there he is but but you know so i liked it but not not quite as crazy about it as, as you guys but you know but but pleasant okay well i think it's a, a very good song and you know kind of like what you're saying kit this is not top tier right here but i think sometimes it's really important to note that the other beatles knew how to write for ringo Mm -hmm. they do songs you for him except maybe cooking in the kitchen of love but we won't talk about that. <laughs> well that's that fits ringo well some people may like that song but well, actually I mean, it fits, fits john actually more than ringo come to think of it maybe he's cooking in the kitchen <laughs> making bread but uh you know all the songs that paul has written for ringo i think worked really well for him i do love attention and private property and it should be worth bringing up i think we did say this this is the first time he's given a song a composition to ringo since stop and smell the roses since private property mm -hmm. and he's appeared on ringo's albums as a musician you know but right. he's given him a song since uh, well, he, did who, give, who, he did who give he did give him a song but they didn't use from time takes time yeah, what was the track that oh. went up for auction that that uh, Paul? Um, oh yeah, you know, what I mean, you know what I'm talking about. I know what yeah. you're talking you about. Little... That's true, but it didn't get released. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Can't, yeah, can't think right. of the name of it, but I know what you're talking no, about. Guys, yeah. well, the, well, the effort walk, was there. Walk with you. Or whose was that? Who? I don't remember. That was who. Van Dyke Parks that wrote that. Oh, okay. Because Paul sang it with, on it yeah. with him, and that was an ad lib from Paul. 
he came up with that in the mm-hmm. studio. So, um, yeah, but I love the arrangement of this song of feeling the sunlight, especially those three descending notes that you keep hearing. I'm yes. sunlight. Yes. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. yes. I love when he does that. Um, and it's nice to see that Steve Dudas is on the track. Bring him back from the Mark Hudson days. He's done a lot of work with Ringo since then anyway. And uh, the piano part is played by Bruce Sugar. Um, catchy as hell, this song. And uh, just works for Ringo. Really does. Mm. So now we talk about the title track, Rewind Forward. And this time we'll start with Tom. All right. This I, I guess this is the song I had the biggest problem with. Um, Ken, if you can, for the audience, remind people the definition Ringo gave for Rewind Forward, the, the saying. If well, off mind. the top of my head, it just means that sometimes you just go back in the past in your mind because you remember good times and you feel good about it. Right. But it's not good to just stay in the past, so you have to move forward after that. See right. that? See, that I didn't... Right. I didn't get any of that in this song. I felt like this, the I felt like the rewind forward bit was kind of forced into into the, the song a little bit. I mean, I can see the forward part. You know, every day there's a new sun rising, rising up into the night. Every day there's a new horizon. So I get the, like the forward part. I don't really see. Yeah. <laughs> there's like no rewind. You know. So uh, he's got a great saying. Yeah, it's a great saying. But I almost kind of feel like it's a little forced. In, into this song a little bit. Um, I do like that opening uh, bit, the do do or whatever whatever that is um, mm-hmm. before the actual um, uh, instrumentations come on. But um, but yeah, I mean again, I mean I feel like this is just that that regular the same more of the same old that we've been getting from Ringo over the last twenty years. I don't really consider this to be anything special. I do like the title, uh, Rewind Forward. I think that's a great title. I just wish maybe it was a little bit more psychedelic or something, or maybe, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, here's a, here's a you know, a great, uh, another great line from Ringo, but I just feel like it's just the, the track itself is just, you know, again, a little, another mid-tier, uh, nothing special a track, unfortunately. Um, but, um, I'm not, I'm not, I don't hate it. You know, I, I've listened to this thing. I literally listened to this EP about 20, about 20 times oh, really? uh, wow. the last couple, last couple of days. And the thing is, I don't hate it. I just feel like he, they tried so hard to get that rewind forward and into this track, you know, the core are the, yeah, but the, the verses don't work with the song. I think that's my, my problem with, with, with the track. Okay. I actually never looked at it that way. Because <laughs> I'm so used to hearing Ringo you know, talking about all of his positive messages. I'm used to it. Right. I'm not thinking about the rewind. Right. Right. It? Tom, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, I was I was going like this the whole time you're talking. Because yeah, this was the lyrically, this was a missed opportunity because you know i because yeah the phrase is great they had a they had a great idea here you know rewind forward Mm. you know and i just felt like they didn't build on that idea at all i mean as you said the chorus is fine you know that's Mm. okay because they they get the forward part in there and i just feel like in the verses that's where they could have played with the rewind idea you know Mm -hmm. i mean 
yeah it, as you know like ken you were mentioning what ringo said about rewind like you know okay are you looking back at the past you know are you know, are you making a point of saying okay it's it's fun to go back and look back at the past and relive memories but you can't stay there are mm -hmm. you are you talking about you have to learn from the past to move forward i mean there you don't you don't see any of that you know and i just feel like that was a wasted opportunity, you know? And so you just don't really walk away with anything from the song. And I'm not saying that every song has to be a big lesson and a moral or anything, but I just feel like, you know, with a great title right. like that, they, they should have, you know, they could have worked more on the lyrics to really follow through on, on that great phrase. So, um, I mean, musically it's fine. Um, you know, but as you said, I, I agree 100% with Tom. It, it just, you know, it's, it's just kind of an average rocker and it just doesn't really stay with you. But if they had worked on those lyrics, you mm. know, to really fall through with the title, it could have been good. And as you said, yeah. Tom, you know, maybe doing something a little different, like maybe making it again, following through with the title, maybe a little psychedelic or something to say, you know, going back to the past, but, you know, look to the future or something like that um so you know you nailed it nailed it buddy <laughs> like great minds think alike once in a while he comes up with a good one <laughs> <laughs> sometimes tomorrow never sometimes. never knows yeah. tomorrow mm -hmm. never knows tomorrow <laughs> never knows anyway very interesting joe i can't really add much to it i know when i first heard the song it was the first one that dropped I was very disappointed. I was like, ah, oh, man, this is so same old, same old for at least these releases from Ringo. I found that this time when I listened to the EP, I liked where it was placed, the third track. I thought that it really kind of was a, more alive to me after Paul's song. I just I liked where it was. Mm. And, I, and this time I appreciated it on the second listen. That was a song that improved for me. I haven't, I haven't heard it, but it's still not anything special. I think we're, you know, we're trying for the sake of the show to, you know, make some real analysis out of it. It's just more of the same for Ringo. Uh, I think the line rewind forward or whatever he says is forced in there. You know, they could have made a better use of that. Um, I like it better than I did. Definitely. That, that, that's the one that improved for me. Uh, some other songs never have, you know, that Ringo has put out here and there. But that one improved. Just that's still all the same. I think it's it's just another Ringo EP track. I don't know how many years to say, even before the EPs. It's just another this batch of Ringo from like the last 20, 15 years or whatever. It's another standard track. Nothing exceptional. But it was welcome at the same time coming after Paul's. I don't know. I, I liked it better in the flow of, flow of the EP rather than by itself. That's I agree with what, that. Like yeah. say it does sound it. a little better within the LP. I agree with that. Yeah. Well, these are all great comments and um, gave me something to think about here. I mean, I don't mind Ringo with constantly giving us positive messages and peace and love. If these are what he feels in his heart, this is what he should be doing. A lot of it, if the words flow really well, and I do love the chorus of Rewind Forward, it sticks out in my brain. <laughs> you know, it's so memorable for me. 
and um, just to read the words, because I, I love these words. Every day there's a new sun rising, rising up into the night. Every day there's a new horizon, everywhere another mountain to climb. Every day another lesson to learn, everywhere another page to turn. Reach for the stars, rewind forward. Um, just love the words there. And, uh, you know, I don't expect Ringo to give us real heavy messages of, of lyrics you know, in his songs, I don't think of that for him. Most of what he says is is light entertainment. Um, but the words when he's trying to talk about peace and love are very serious to him. You know, he says it in every single interview. And, um, you know, if that's what's important to him, then I think that if this makes him happy by putting it into his songs. And he has even said in interviews that sometimes he puts them in other people's songs. He adds those words, positive words. You know, he has to have that, right. which is why I'm surprised with Shadows on the Wall and Miss Jean that those are not songs that are like that. But um, I do like this song a lot. And um, I like Joe Walsh's lead guitar solo. It's a ripping guitar solo, although I wish it was a little bit longer. It's way too brief. Um, I wish I could have uh, spent some time and did a little digging here because uh, the names Kip and Marky Lennon are on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh. <laughs> I don't know who they are, but kind of ironic. The last name is Lennon. So, um, yeah, you got uh, Bruce Sugar on keyboards. Matt Bissonette plays the bass. That's Greg's brother there, who's also uh, who just toured with Elton John, by the way. Um, and again, Joe Walsh is with Steve Dudas. Um, Steve Dudas is on another track here. And uh, I always loved Steve's guitar playing too. So I like Rewind Forward quite a lot. And uh, so now we talk about what I have a feeling might be. I just have a hunch. <laughs> Everyone's favorite on, on this album, uh, EP. We'll see. Miss Jean, written by Mike Campbell. This time, we'll start with Kit. Now we're cooking with gas. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> now, now we've, we're getting somewhere. Yes. Uh, I, yeah, Miss Jean rocks. I, I really enjoyed this. Uh, I hope that uh, Ringo does some more collaborating with Mike Campbell. This was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I, I really uh, think, you know, Ringo sounded like he was having a lot of fun um, on, on the song. Um, my God, the piano. Mm. Uh, can yes. we talk about the piano? Yes. Um, uh, by uh, uh, Ben Montench. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah. Um, oh my God, that just good old fashioned, you know, rock, rock and roll piano. I mm. mean, I, it just, that was incredible. Um, and of course, you know, Mike Campbell on guitar. I mean, you know, Ringo and the the vocal you know effects were so on Ringo on this one but they weren't quite as prominent because of just you know the overall mix on this because of the guitars and the drums the piano I mean you know if they weren't quite his voice wasn't quite as prominent you know up front in the mix so they you know it didn't bother me as much on on this track I mean this was just so much fun now we've talked about the lyrics you know a lot tonight are the lyrics brainy on this track? No, but they don't have to be. Here. Right. When you're digging it and it's a rock, sometimes it doesn't have to be. Exactly. I mean, we're, you know, was Tootie Fruity, were those really brainy lyrics? No, you know, but they, they didn't have to be, um, you know, and that's not the point uh, mm -hmm. here. 
uh, as I said, Ringo just sounded like he was having a blast on this. And, you know, we've heard him doing songs like this on other albums where it's just whether they're covers or songs that sound like 50s rock, you know, and, and I mean, he just he's going back to his roots here and uh, and he's having a ball. Um, so I mm-hmm. love this. You know, this is now, as I said, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. loved it. Hope he collaborates more with my family. Okay. Mm. All right, Tom. I think the Heartbreakers found their new frontman, Ringo Starr, and the Heartbreakers. Now, I know a Feeling the Sunlight might be my favorite track, but this is the most fun I've had with a Ringo song probably since you, you got to get up to get down. Uh, I just really, really had a lot of fun with this track, and I continue to have fun with this track. I look forward to hearing this track every time I play this this EP. Now, my favorite line from this e- this whole EP is, is here she comes again with that nothing but trouble grin. I think that's one of the <laughs> best lines Ringo's yeah. had on an on, on a, on a, of all these four EPs. I think that's the best. I love that lyric. I just love that lyric and it, and it's Ringo. I mean, I think that's just a classic Ringo line in a song. And um, uh, this is just a, a, you know what? And then an, another thing is, is, when when rewind forward ends miss jean starts like almost right away in the intro of that kind of almost feels like a coda to rewind forward um to me i mean that's just if you listen to it it just comes in like like it's almost just going to go into like rewind forwards is going to go into a jam but no it's it's actually the next song <laughs> you know but uh, so i have fun with uh, miss jean Again, this is the most fun I've had with the Ringo song. I mean, th- it might end up being my favorite. So, I mean, this might wipe feeling the sunlight off, off, the, off the top, uh, <laughs> off the top of the um, uh, mantle for me because this again, I'm talking about it. it it's just, it this is great. Uh, it's great. It's great. <laughs> you like wow. it? Wow! I love, yeah. I love it. He I love it. it. He likes it. He likes it. I don't yeah. think you like it. <laughs> yeah, love this track. Okay, and you, Joe. Well, uh, it's my second favorite track. Uh, you know, again, I echo everything that Kit and Tom are saying. It's it's the meat and potatoes. It, it's really a little dirty, down and dirty. I don't mean dirty, you know, sexually. I mean down Filthy. and dirty, mm. and gritty. It, it, it it's rock. <laughs> I, I I just uh, I love it. I think I think it's a great way to cap off the EP. Um, I'm a fan of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Uh, Mike Campbell wrote this, but I mean, I don't think it's it sounded too much like the Heartbreakers, but that doesn't matter, you know. Um, I like it. I was going to say what Kit said. You know, I love sometimes simple lyrics when you're enjoying a rock song, even stuff like Miss Jean. You know, tell me what it means. You know, what are you going to rhyme with Jean? Mean, you know, but uh, I don't know. I really like it. The piano, I noticed right away. I was going to mention that. Uh, it really, really good. It really like a classic rock feel into it. Uh, just an amazing track. Some people have, have said, I know uh, my friend Robert S is in the comments and other people said they thought it was a little, runs a little long. I didn't really get that out of it. I don't feel, mm. feel it overstated. It's a jam. Yeah. yeah. Jam. Jams I, go a little yeah. long. Yeah. And I mean, it may 
Maybe it could have been trimmed a tiny bit, but yeah, I mean, maybe it, a little, but it didn't bother me that much. Because, I mean, I think it's under five minutes, I think. Yeah, it is. Uh, um, and If I remember. And uh, the other songs are kind of short. So, no, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's a real treat at the end there. Uh, I'm a big fan of it. Okay. Yeah, the song runs over four minutes, and most of Ringo's songs are in the two, three minute category. So that may seem a bit too long when you're used to, you know, Ringo's usual format. But uh, I do feel like it has a bit of a heartbreakers feel, certainly the guitar sound in there and that repeated riff throughout the song. Um, I really I I love everything about it. It's a solid rocker. I do wish Ringo's vocals were brought up more. It seems a little bit buried. Um, And like you said, Ben Montench, especially the last minute to a minute and a half where you really hear the piano very prominent in the mix. Wow. Excellent stuff right there. yeah, it's it's a great way to end the EP. I kind of like the EP for, you know, the, this is really a pop and rock yeah. EP. There's no reggae on it, and there's nothing wrong with having reggae. I love when Ringo uh-huh. does something different. The last EP, we were praising Free Your Soul. Yeah, yep. that was great. And deservedly so. So right. that was like a smooth jazz kind of a, a tune. But this is all pop and rock. Short and simple. You like that style of Ringo? You're probably going to like this EP a lot. Um, Would you say this is uh, better than most of Ringo's EPs? Have have his EPs for the most part been the same for you? Consistently the same? Good? Or or have any of them really stood out? Because we did read the the previous three, the last time that we had EP3 on. And um, you know, we're getting a feel now for Ringo constantly doing this with EPs and in most cases, four songs each. Do you feel that they're all kind of similar in a way or is there a big difference for you? Hmm. I have opinions on that. I, for me, I think this I, is, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I, I Joe, think, go ahead. well, for me, I think I like the first one the best. Uh, I haven't heard it in a while, but I remember really liking it pretty much. Wasn't there a song on there that was really good that was... Uh, was it a reggae song or a, it had a clever title and I can't remember it now, but I know I liked it. Uh, or is it the jazzy or reggae? It was something with a clever title. I thought that was interesting. Uh, I hope it was, there was not enough love in the world, which I remember you. <laughs> not enough love in the world. The reggae tune. What is it? Waiting for the tide to turn. Waiting for the tide to turn. Yeah, oh, that wasn't that clever. But anyway, I like that one the best. And anyway, to wrap this up, the other ones to me, they're hit and miss tracks. You know, to me, the other three are pretty much this, kind of the same. You know, maybe I like like two tracks out of the, out of the four, or you know, one of them really stands out. Like I remember on Change the World, I liked Coming Undone very much. Yeah. You know, it was very good. Linda Perry, I think. Yes, and uh, the other ones not as much. I wasn't wild about Rock Around the Clock, the cover on that one. So to me, I mean, it, I think you can really take your favorites, and the, and the favorites may be different for other different people. You just take them and you can make it a really good, solid album LP out of your favorite tracks. Because to me, yeah. the hit and miss the EPs they're not all you know not very consistent all the way through. Mm-hmm. All right. Tom, what are your feelings about this? I think this is a pretty consistent uh, LP, even or EP. I mean, even though two of them aren't my favorite Ringo, but they're at least they're somewhat catchy. 
Um, so I think this is this is a pretty solid. Uh, I think it's better than EP3. Uh, I mean, although you know we were you know gushing over uh, Free Your Soul on that one, but um, but I think that was the only track I really liked on that one. Um, I need to go back and listen to it. But the, this one is again. I mean, I listened to this. You know, I picked it up before I I, I drove back to Phoenix from from Vegas, and I, I played this nonstop. <laughs> you know, and 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 I was I was you know, pleasantly, you know, happy with it. Although I do have some issues with a couple tracks, but uh, you know, I, I, I was pleasantly pleased with it. You know, a lot of people that, are, that are on my channel you know, that, that give me comments, most people seem to like this one quite a bit. Mm -hmm. I, that's the vibe I'm getting. Most, most people think this is one of the better ones. Yeah. I would definitely say, I think that um, with the exception of the first one, this could be the best, you know, with the second probably being the weakest of the four, but they all have worthwhile tracks. And kind of like what I say about albums, you never know when you listen sometime in the future, you might discover something about these songs that you didn't appreciate when you first heard them. So I always like to think that way positively because your opinions could change about everything. Um, but uh, I do think this is pretty solid. Uh, tracks one through four, um, really pleased just to have paul write a new song for ringo that'll yeah. be and uh and like you said kit i certainly hope that mike campbell does more work with uh with ringo and ben montench has actually been on several tracks with ringo in the past so he's not a newcomer in ringo right. uh catalog but yeah. Uh, yeah. very pleased with this overall yeah, I'm, I, I would definitely say Zoom In is still my favorite EP. Like you said, Joe, I, I completely agree. I think that's still my number one. Um, and and I totally agree. I think the rest are are kind of hit or miss for me. I mean, you know, in terms of the tracks, like, like you said. Um, this one, I would rank a little toward the bottom because other than yeah. Miss Jean, um the others just didn't really stick out for me whereas some of the others uh like you said come undone and and uh and others like those those i remember a, a lot more than than the tracks on on this one so this one i wasn't as crazy about but um you know so that's just kind of my my overall thoughts on on this one that i would probably thus far we haven't of course heard the others yet uh, mm -hmm. But I would probably rank this one, you know, this one just didn't, you know, hit me as much as as some of the previous ones have. But it's but it's still, I mean, it's it's a nice listen. It's just not something I don't know if I would return to, you know, again and again. So just my. Oh, by the way, I like "Here's to the Nights." That's another one that I yes. like. I forget which one that which one yeah. that was on. Love that one. First yes, one. first one. Yeah, first that one, was that was a solid EP. I really like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was and you got five songs on it, too. I yeah. think for me, yeah. Change the World, personally, is my, my least favorite of the, of the, of the four. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think maybe I'd rank this one a little above this. I'd rank Change the World above this one. I don't know. Yeah. So, according to what Ringo has said, we are uh, going to have two more EPs. And he's been talking about this country EP. There's a song that T-Bone Burnett gave to him. So I believe the whole EP, I'm not 100% sure, is supposed to be all country. I certainly hope it is. Yeah. And uh, he's also said that Linda Perry is uh, working on a, an EP with him. So whether or not it's four songs that Linda wrote, we'll have to wait and see. But um, 
it's exciting just to know that there's something still to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, we've had a lot of questions um, in the comments. What did we think of Ringo's drumming on, on this? We haven't really talked about that. Um, I love, first of all, one of the things, I, I love the mix where the drumming is concerned because I could hear it a lot more clear. And I like a lot of Ringo's drum fills. There aren't any that are just going to, you know, leap at you and you'll say that's a really wacky drum fill they're really what right all for but i like the way the drums were mixed on all four songs here and i, I would say that about most of bruce sugar's work with ringo mm -hmm. i like the way the drums sound you know i don't know what's done as far as the miking of his drums if it's any different from song to song i just know in the balance of the mix i like where it's placed Absolutely. Anybody else want to comment on? Well, I'm the glad. I'm glad I that mean, he's drumming first of all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, on it, you know, on it, and uh, I don't know. You know, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a musician. I'm not a technical guy. I don't know what you call these things. You know, when he kind of like does this thing, you're getting into it, and then he goes like, <laughs> it like stops, <laughs> break breaks up a little bit. The drum. Uh -huh. I don't know what you call that. I don't know which song I heard that on. <laughs> It, well, yeah. Phil's, I mean, but I always say it's amazing because I love Ringo as a drummer. But why is it that the Beatles, his solo stuff on drums never sounds like his Beatles stuff? His Beatles stuff sounds, if anything, better. I mean, more creative than the solo to me. I mean, I, and I always say, is this the same guy? I, don't tell me, please. Don't let me tell me that Bernard Purdy is really playing on the, on the Beatles. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. No, but, um, you know, Ringo has his limits, but the Phil's are always interesting. But he does that kind of thing where it's, I don't know, half beats or something. And he does the thing I like, kind of talking as a non-musician, the rim, he plays like the rim of the drums. Ding, ding, ding. I don't know what you call that. Help. <laughs> You're all looking at me like deer yeah. in the headlights. <laughs> you know, yeah. Feel, feeling the sunlight, rewind forward, Miss Jean, I, I, I think, you know, drumming wise, you know, he, he's good. You know, I don't think he's he's lost the step. I mean, yeah, it's I mean, they're not as creative. The fills aren't as creative as say, uh, you know, like God were God, you know, on the track God or or he's not pounding the drums as hard as say like he did. And in, in, uh, why the uh, the Yoko Ono song, you know, but oh, uh, yeah. or even, you know, or or as creative because he always got input from the other guys right during the in the band from um when you know during the band years but uh but he's fine here i mean i is he is he reinventing the wheel no but as he has always said he plays for the song and i mean if the song just requires what he did then that's what he feels the song needed i mean i trust in ringo <laughs> yeah uh so i mean if that's what he wants to do you know so be it but whatever it is, Mark says, Joe, it's usually called the drum fill, <laughs> what I was referring to. But the thing is, I don't hear any, any of what I'm talking about, and I cannot describe it well, I don't hear in any Beatles songs. And I know he does a lot of great fills in the Beatles songs, so I don't know what it is. It's a fill. It's a different kind of fill. I never hear that in the Beatles songs. Yeah. Well, I... Sorry. In the Beatle days, there were a lot, there's a lot of experimentation done as right. far as producing, how everything was mixed, how things were mic'd. You know, there's so much that you hear about with the drums, where the mic placement was and loosening the skins of the drums and that affects yeah. the sound of the drums. And I just don't know how much Ringo gets involved with that today. Yeah. Yeah. No? I mean, yeah, because I would say, you know, his his drumming is rock solid. I mean, and, and you know, and that's what it was like, I, I think, on on this EP. I mean, yeah, he's, you know, he's what, 83? You know, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if his 
is you know he's getting yeah. quite as creative with yeah. his drumming as he used to. I would um, I would love to see uh, John Bonham, you know, how he would be playing now in his late seventies. Yeah, you know, if I he mean, could still you know hit the drums as hard as uh, as as he did while he was uh, what, with Zeppelin. One thing I, I like to interject because somebody was saying you know about how with the Beatles you know um, there was a lot of uh, instruction Paul telling him what to do or what he wanted you know and other I, a Christian says I say the other Beatles had their input on his drumming i agree you know it's interesting ringo always said he believes in he says i believe in playing what i feel at the time yeah. you know and all that kind of stuff i remember saying that many times and then uh paul says uh in, in that famous 1980 musician interview he said we always gave ringo direction on every number yeah. there was hardly a time where we said just you know, just play what you feel yeah. i remember saying that on the audio interview and i'm like wow yeah that's funny you bring that up because I can only think of certain instances, like uh, I think it's Stick It to Ride, where Paul was telling him what to play on the drums. Right. Um, you don't really hear John talking about what he wanted Ringo to play on the drums. Well, there's a story where some, I think Ringo tells what John said, play it like this. And Ringo said, well, there's two drummers on that or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said, well, play it like that or something. Yeah. But I have a feeling a lot of what Ringo played was still instinctively what Oh, had to be, had to be. Yeah, most of it was. And even when you listen to different takes of the same song, Ringo very rarely plays it exactly the same way with every take. Right, right. right. What he what he hears in his head at that moment. So yeah, I'm sure that John and Paul gave him some direction, but I I think that Ringo a lot of what he played came from his own his own instincts. In yeah. Paul's defense, in that interview I just mentioned, he does say I remember him saying, and a lot of it was was coming out of what Ringo was playing anyway. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Nick Garbarini, uh, great, great guy. I got to, I talked to him for eight hours <laughs> uh, over the phone. And um, yeah, so that's a whole nother story, but, uh, but an incredible, incredible. Yeah. Well, I recorded it, but, <laughs> but it's a, it's, it's a yeah, all eight hours, but that's another story for wow. another time. But, um, but uh, he's a good guy. Mm -hmm. All right. So those are our thoughts on the new Ringo EP rewind forward. Go check it out. If you haven't heard it yet. And these days you can just go to YouTube. Mm -hmm. Spotify. <laughs> you can just listen to it without even paying for it but yeah. <laughs> but i wouldn't recommend it because we need to support physical media so and that's, yes exactly that's Fresh. another thing <laughs> right tom and i will add too that i think again i heard when i first heard like rewind forward the song i yeah. i was listening to it on my phone here okay and now i hear it blaring on the cd you know which was better oh any day yeah, yeah. i understand uh, i also um I played the CD first in my car stereo, but when I listened here with the headphones on, it's like a different experience because there's so much that you'll hear yes, that definitely. we won't right. hear otherwise. Anyway, before we go, uh, let's uh, go around the table here and find out what each of us are doing with our respective other work. <laughs> start with you know. Well, on my channel on YouTube, me and Mr. Mayo, the, the last things I've been talking about have been videos about the new Rewind Forward. 
So that's nothing really that you haven't heard a year that was over there. But I do have a movie channel that I've been really active on. I've been trying to, you know, not to do with music, but movies. But uh, because it's Halloween month, I've been doing a lot of horror and science fiction movies. And the name of that channel on YouTube is Mayo's Offbeat Movies. And it's it could be all kinds of offbeat stuff. It can be horror, science fiction, fantasy, cult movies, rock and roll things, you know, anything that's you know, offbeat, so to speak. So check that out, Mayo's Offbeat Movies. But that's what I've been spending a lot of time on lately. You know? And that's it for me. Very good. Tom? Okay, well, last week I told you about the authors that we had on recently. Uh, this week I'll just talk about some of the shows that Annie and I have done uh, together, just the two of us. Um, so this past weekend we celebrated the 50th anniversary of the uh, Helen Wheels uh, single as uh, it came out uh, later this month in the UK, I think uh, early November for, for the US. But uh, we just talked about the song in general. Uh, is, it, is it lost in his shuffle? I mean, he's never played it live. It wasn't on Wings Greatest. It wasn't on All the Best. Does he even like the song? Who knows? <laughs> but, it's, uh, but, um, but yeah, we had a lot of fun talking about Hel Helen Wheels. Um, then we also did a, a two-part series where we um, talked. We, we did our 15 songs from the 70s, and then 15 songs from the 80s and 90s that we thought were songs that were as good as Beatles songs. Um, and you can take that for whatever it's worth. But uh, but again, we feel that there's plenty of songs in Paul's solo career that are just as good as any of the great Beatles tracks out there and uh, we talked about that and then uh, like i said earlier in the show we're hopefully going to talk to joan borelli who is uh, in australia right now as we speak uh and uh, patiently anticipating the uh, the first show of the um the continuation of the got back tour from paul and uh, hopefully we'll have that up in a couple of days or or that day after we talked or who knows you never really know. So uh, check our YouTube channel, Two Legs, a Paul McCartney podcast. Or you can email us any kind of ideas that you might have at twolegspodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. And uh, thank you all for subscribing to that channel and to this channel, Talk More Talk. Okay. What do you guys think? Is Paul going to make any change in his set list? <laughs> oh, very, very few. Very few. Yeah. Very, very few. You know, it'll it'll I think it'll be a rehash of, of you know, the tours from the last uh, 10, 10 years, you know, mm -hmm. um, if he does a song that he hasn't done, I, <laughs> I will be as shocked as, as anyone. Yep. You know, I, I would really love to. I mean, it would be so cool if he would just, you know, do one track that you would not expect, like a Helen Wheels, you mm -hmm. know, something like that. You know, he do, he's done. That. I still I no, he has. He's never done it live. No, no. I mean, he's done that surprising you with oh, something like temporary you know, secretary. Yeah, temporary yeah. secretary. Or, or when he did too like many that. people. That was really a, yeah. yes. a surprise. Yes. And I've got a feeling the first time. For the time Wings I heard fans. It. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> wings fan. They know that they know better than all the history. You know, they know they know better. Right. <laughs> and if he ever did any song on, on this tour now that he's never done live before, I would be so thrilled. Yeah. Any song, yeah. Really. Absolutely. But when yep. you when you're talking about especially hit records that went top ten or number one that he's never done live. I don't know anybody else that's had a number one record that they mm -hmm. haven't done live. Mm -hmm. And yeah. 
He's never done Uncle Al with a little luck. He's yeah, never right. done Say Say Say. He's never with done a with little luck. Although he rehearsed it with Wings, he didn't do yes. it live. Yes, rehearsed yeah. right. So uh, you know, what other artists can I can understand? I can <laughs> understand him not doing say. Uncle Albert or an uh, Amaral Halsey. I can understand that. That might be a little too. Diff uh, technically difficult. Who knows? Maybe they can do it, but I can understand him not doing that. Yeah, but uh, Helen Wheels is at the top of my list. That oh, uh, you know, I mean, he, awesome. he's so good live. Yeah, he might be able to pull that off too. I mean, he did high, high, high. I, I mean, think so. Yeah. You know, he he's done high, high, high recently, and he did it in, in the, uh, yep. the things over America. Yep. Yeah, that's so, right. Junior's farm he brought back. So. Like put the whole song, the other verse in, please, Paul. Yeah, the short <laughs> version. <laughs> I take it away. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, no that more. would be a dream. Mm -hmm. oh. there's, there's so many songs you could do. Yeah. Now you're talking Christmas miracles, Ken. <laughs> if you believe in miracles. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, uh, for us, you can find us right here on this channel please subscribe if you haven't already and uh, and thank you all as always for your support we couldn't do this show without you whether you're tuning in live whether you're watching this on the replay thank you so much um, you can also find us on virtually any um, podcast streaming platform you can think of and please subscribe us and read us uh, while you're there if you would uh, you can also email us at um, at uh, talk, uh, what is it going to talk more solo talk at uh, oh boy, little, ru little rusty folks, we're all get, rusty we'll folks. get there. Yeah, get up there, solo talk at gmail.com. You can also, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at uh, talk more talk one, the number one. Um, and, oh, excuse me, not Twitter X, I keep it, you know, for, formerly known as Twitter, whatever it is. Um, you can also uh, find us on Facebook and please uh, like us there and you will be notified of any uh, new episodes as soon as uh, the announcements come out. And of course, we're on the web at talkmoretalk.com. Now, as far as I go, um, you uh, uh, hopefully, um, I think I talked about this last time and um, I think I put this up on our Facebook page, but I'm, I'm not sure if I haven't, I'll put it up. Um, coming up November 7th, uh, there's a record club, Tuesday Night Record Club, that uh, Ken Womack hosts uh, through Monmouth University. I'm going to be co-hosting one with them, uh, which will be about uh, the Fleetwood Mac album, the 1975 album. Really looking forward uh, to co-hosting that with them. That will be at 7.30 uh, p.m. on November 7th. That's Eastern Time. Again, I'll put the link up uh, so you can register. That is absolutely free. I'm also going to be uh, teaching another class in December, um, which is part two of the series I'm doing on the British invasion. And this one's going to be on the first wave of the British invasion uh, from 1963 to 67. Uh, and yeah, the Beatles might come up uh, on, on that. I, I think that's a pretty safe bet. Um, and so that class meets December 7th and 14th, also at 7.30 Eastern, and uh, that meets over Zoom, and I will put up the link to that as well, um, and uh, register while you can. These classes, uh, the last class I taught sold out, so, uh, so if you want to register, 
I recommend that you do so pretty fast uh, because they're filling up and they're a lot of fun uh, to teach. So I think that's it. That's, all right, uh, thank you, kid. Sure. You're all making me feel lazy. <laughs> oh, please. Why? I'm not doing any talking. I don't do, I never have much to say here at this yeah. point. As for me, you can email me directly at everylittlething at att.net. Also, um, my other podcast show, Things We Said Today, tomorrow we're going to have a recording session. We're going to review Rewind Forward, but we're going to have a special guest. Bruce Sugar will be joining us. Hey. Wow, uh, nice. Hopefully we'll get to ask him a lot of questions. I don't just want to ask him about the CP because he goes back, you know, to uh, the Why Not album, you know, and obviously we can't talk about all the albums he's worked on with Ringo, but there's so many questions I want to ask him as do Darren DeVivo and Alan Cozen. So um, that'll be going out probably Wednesday. So more talk about Rewind Forward and more talk about Ringo. On, uh, that could be uh, a, a Peter Jackson three-hour uh, no. show right there. There you go. <laughs> I don't think so. Although, yeah, I'll, I'll let him talk as long as he wants to. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that should be very interesting. Bruce Sugar on our show. Also, um, my uh, own... Uh, channel ken michaels radio most recent interview i told you about in the last show with jude uh sutherland sutherland kessler and scott r mckinley they work together on the audiobook uh version of she loves you which is the third of a proposed 10 book series that jude is working on on the life of john lennon and um, as a matter of fact um on my website kenmichaelsradio.com where i have uh, weekly beatles trivia her most recent book, which is Volume 5, Shades of Life, Part Part 1, that is a prize that you can win, one out of 10 prizes on the website. If you can, please subscribe to Ken Michaels Radio, the YouTube channel, Things We Said Today, our YouTube channel, and check out the website, kenmichaelsradio.com. All right, that just about wraps things up for us. And this has been fun, talking about Ringo's latest. Hopefully there'll be another one in a few months. <laughs> Just might be. You never know. I think that's a safe bet. <laughs> and pick up Rewind Forward. And uh, for Kit, Tom, and Joe, I'm Ken Michaels. Thanks for joining us. And I hope from now on you're all feeling the sunlight. <laughs> Very good. Talk.